Let's talk Tanya for the first day of the first Adar. Today, we start a new section on Tanya, a new unit of chapters. Um, this unit is going to take us for nine chapters, and the large topic of these chapters is going to be Simcha, joy and positive emotions, apropos for today, the first day of Adar, the month of Adar, which when it enters, we add in joy. Up until now, the Alter Rebbe has been giving us strategies how to defeat our animal soul. And it boils down basically to two different strategies. There's the long way and there's the short way, both of which we discussed at length in the previous chapters. And now, as we begin chapter 26, the Alter Rebbe tells us, however, there's one very important piece of information that I have to give you. And that is that there's one ingredient which is so necessary in order to be able to serve God properly. Without this ingredient, all the strategies that I gave you up until this point, they're going to be ineffective. What is that ingredient? That ingredient is simcha, positive emotions. And in order for us to maintain positive emotions and to be excited and happy and enthusiastic, we need to avoid negative emotions. And as a chassid, one of the most important things is to avoid a negative state of mind, a negative emotional state. And the reason for that is, the Alter Rebbe explains by way of analogy. He says, imagine you have a wrestling ring and you have two wrestlers and one of them is physically bigger and more powerful than the other. However, the bigger, more powerful fighter is uh, lethargic and is, in a, is pessimistic and is bogged down by a variety of negative emotions. And the other one, the other fighter, who physically might be, um, might be weaker, but he is excited, enthusiastic, filled with energy and optimism. So we all know that the weaker one is going to win the battle. And the same thing is also in terms of our battle against the Yitzhahara, that if we, are entering the, if we are entering the ring and we are bogged down by negative emotions, we are not going to be able to win the battle, even though that the godly soul is stronger. And with all the strategies that we discussed in the previous chapters, theoretically the godly soul should be able to win the battle all the time, but that requires positive emotions, that requires simcha. Or to put it in different words, simcha, positive emotions, they are the fuel that uh, gives energy to the godly soul so that it can defeat the animal soul in battle. And since life is a constant battle between the godly soul and the animal soul, it is so important for a Jew, for a chassid, to constantly be infused with positive emotions. Now, that's easy said, but how do we go about that? So for the next few chapters, Dr. Rebbe will be talking about a variety of negative emotions and how to overcome them. And in today's Tanya specifically, Dr. Rebbe is going to be talking about two different types of negative emotions. I must say, today's Tanya is an entire chapter. It's a very dense chapter. To, uh, we are not going to be able to give proper treatment to any of the ideas that we're talking about over here today. We're more going to skim the ideas. It'll give us a taste of what the Alter Rebbe is talking about. And I urge you, if you find it interesting, to go and learn this chapter more in depth. The first idea the Alter Rebbe is going to address is negative emotions that result from hardship, difficulty, tragedy, the, the, the difficulties of life, and as we know, the difficulties of life, um, they give birth to many different uh, negative emotions, whether it's um, fear, pain, anxiety, worry, anger, despair, hopelessness, um, and probably some others that I'm not mentioning at the moment also. How do we deal with these emotions? Because as mentioned, to serve God, we need to be in a state of positive emotions. And the basic idea that Dr. Rebbe gives us is we have a saying from our sages that gamzu latoiva, that everything that God does is for the best. God loves us. God loves each and every one of us. He loves each and every one of us deeply and infinitely. And God is in control of everything. So therefore, 
Whatever happens to us has to be good by definition. Because if it comes from God and God loves us, it has to be good. So there's two options. Either it's a good that I appreciate as goodness, or it's a goodness which I don't appreciate as goodness because God in his infinite wisdom understands and appreciates and sees such so much of a bigger picture than what I can see. And it's not only that when a person is experiencing difficulty or hardship that it's also good, the Alter Rebbe makes a, a point and says it's an even greater good. In the words of Kabbalah, it comes from Alma de Iskasia, it comes from the hidden world, which is higher than the revealed world, which is the source of revealed good. And the basic idea of this is that if it's something that I can appreciate as goodness, I'm limited, I'm finite. What can my brain actually grasp? What can I appreciate? If it's something which is so great that I can't appreciate its greatness, that means it's greatness not on my terms, but on God's terms, which is so much of a greater greatness and so much of a greater goodness. And not only that, is an expression of such a more deeper relationship between myself and God. So contemplating that allows a person, it's a lot of work, but if a person works on this to be able to maintain a state of positive emotions, even when um, undergoing the difficult times in life. That is the first negative emotion the Altar talks about in this chapter. And then the Altar moves on to another negative emotion, which is guilt. And guilt is tricky because guilt seems holy and it seems like it's the right thing to do. But at the same time, when a person is feeling guilty and walks around feeling guilty, that saps them. It's a, it's a negative emotion which saps them of the energy needed in order to serve God with joy and happiness and to defeat the animal soul. And the Alter Rebbe says, yes, guilt, when done properly, is legitimate and is good. But most of the time, the guilt that we experience is not legitimate and is not productive. And the basic rule that Alter Rebbe gives us is that any guilt which is not scheduled, any guilt which happens to me, I'm walking in the street or even if I'm davening or learning, and suddenly I'm beset with feelings of regret and remorse over something that I did wrong, the Alter Rebbe says, that's not productive. It's probably toxic. Put that aside. Your everyday life is not supposed to be consumed with guilt. Your everyday life is supposed to be, is supposed to be with happiness, with joy. However, Dr. Rebbe does say we should schedule times when we should focus on the things that we have done wrong. And again, scheduling means you set your alarm. You're going to begin at 10 o'clock at night and it's going to end at 10.30 at night. You're in control of the guilt. The guilt is never in control of you. And during that schedule time, you take the time to think about what, you do, what you've done wrong, and most importantly, to think about God, to think about how you've hurt your relationship with God. Think about how you've disappointed God because God has given you a mission, and you've not done that. Take some time, think about it, be broken about it, but then ultimately you should realize once, you're, once your heart is broken, realize God has forgiven you, and your relationship has been restored, and that leads you to a place of even greater happiness because... My relationship with God has been restored. God has forgiven me. And that allows you to move on in life from a place of positive emotions. Tomorrow we start chapter 27. We move on to another negative emotion, the negative emotion of shame.